0: thanks mom I, got, I love the one clap and then everyone's like okay let's all clap because he's gonna feel real lonely transition no all right so we are excited about today um we have some sugar flown through us italian soda bar don't worry we have chocolate chop afterwards it's a party here but here's the deal so we have been going through a series that i've actually been really excited about um where we've been looking at the gospel The gospel of jesus and really we thought man it's kind of around this time where loneliness can creep in for some people and maybe you're not experiencing loneliness but loneliness could be a reality in the next month or two really october and november kind of brings that so we thought hey as a team let's just hit the pause button and talk about when we experience loneliness what do we do so that's what we're going to do today as a community to move towards this this important subject uh, and with that, I actually want to tell a story about when I was in the undergrad. For those of you who are in the undergrad, uh, but before that, I want to give a little bit of context to lead up to it. So, I uh, when I was in middle school and high school, I don't know about what your kind of like friendships were, but there was this one guy who was like my best friend, right? In middle school and high school, we hung out all the time together, and we had, like, this community around each other, and we, uh, like, we went to church together and, like, youth group, and it was this really, really awesome, tight-knit group, tight-knit community. We would, like, move towards each other, move towards God. It was awesome. And then we graduated high school, and my uh, friend, he decided to go to a school. I'm from Washington State, called Whitworth University in Spokane, Washington. Anyone? Anyone? Thanks, mom. Uh, uh, no one knows it. It's in Washington. It's a smaller Christian school in Washington. Uh, and uh, I wasn't ready to really go to like a four year university. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I stuck at home for a couple years, went to a community college. And it was actually a kind of an awesome experience and really cost effective. So I was really excited for that. But um, after that, when I was kind of a sophomore, Uh, deciding what four-year school to go to, I obviously wanted to go to one that was good for the major that I was headed into, and that was music. And so I did a lot of research. I wanted to stay in state, and I I narrowed my search down, and one of the schools was Whitworth. They had a great music program. And so I was like, okay, like, how does that school stand out? Uh, It stood out in one way that I thought was kind of cool, their mascot. Here's their mascot, the Pirates. So I just think it's it's fun they're like a christian school and the pirates and every like sports game like the the whitworth pirates fans go like arr and i'm like this is so weird i love it like they're weird like me this is cool um but that's not the reason i decided to actually go to whitworth uh the reason was i really really cherish community like if you know me community is really 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 important to me my friends you're my people And my friend went to Whitworth. He was my best friend for years and years. And I thought, man, if I could like relive or even create new experiences with this guy, I want to do it. So I applied, I got in, and I went to Whitworth. And kind of like around, (coughs) pardon me, end of August to beginning of September, welcome week, I thought, man, I am pumped. He's been here for two years. He has a group of friends. And I'm just going to like fit right in. And I went to a couple welcome events with them. I went to a couple, like, hangouts, and I quickly realized something. That two years actually meant meant a big difference. Like, people develop and change after two years. I developed and changed, but him and his new group of friends, they grew really, really, really close together. And they had new experiences, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this before, but I felt like it was a bubble that I was trying to, like, Insert myself into to get into because I'm like, man, we grew up together. But I realized that, man, this is no longer my community. Like, it's not a fit. They are like this tight group of people, and I kind of felt on the outside. So I ended up not going to a lot of the things. I wasn't invited. I don't know what happened. But soon I found myself honestly around this time, October. handful of years together. uh, a, A handful of years ago feeling something. Everyone would be hanging out. I'd be in my dorm room studying. I felt this feeling. It was like kind of like deep in my my gut, you know, the core of me. It was kind of like an aching feeling. And it started to grow and grow and then pierce through kind of my gut to my soul. And I didn't know what it was, but I felt it. And, And it kept getting stronger and stronger. I mean, I left home i left everything to this new school this new city this new everything and i was by myself and it wasn't until someone told me what it was when it really clicked it was loneliness you're lonely i'm lonely wow like i know what being alone is like but experiencing loneliness ah, that was new This is what loneliness is. This is how the dictionary defines loneliness. It defines it as uh, to experience disconnection from friends or community, to feel relationally remote or isolated. So here's the deal. In this talk right now, uh, the next 15 minutes that I'm going to be up here, we're kind of like going into an, honestly, like an intentional conversation, like an intentional topic Loneliness. This isn't like a fun, happy, slappy thing. Like, this is a real topic that people I know in this room have experienced before. You probably will experience. Or right now, if you're honest with yourself, you're like, I know what that ache feels like. I know. It might be small right now or it might be huge. Some of you are thinking, like, I I think I'm actually there. You talk about leaving and going to a new school. That's me. You talk about trying to get connected into a community. Maybe you feel like you're hitting a wall or you don't know who to connect. That's me, I feel it. Or maybe you were in a relationship and you're not in a relationship anymore and you feel that ache. Or maybe you're not in a relationship and you want to be in a relationship and you feel that ache. Or maybe you are in one and it's not going how you want it to and you feel that ache. Or maybe you're busy, school, work, midterms. And you honestly don't have time to go and hang out with people. And, and if you're real with yourself, you're like, I feel the ache of loneliness. I feel this ache. Well, there's a lot of statistics around this ache of loneliness because the reality is it's projected to kind of get worse. Here's, here's the first thing. This is from Cigna. They're uh, kind of like a medical research. Now, I did a talk similar to this, uh, Loneliness at Blackhawk in 2020. And I use similar data, but they refresh their data. It used to be 50%, and now it's 58%, just to see what it's been like in the last three years. 58% of all Americans are currently experiencing loneliness, more than half. More than half in this room, if we use that statistic. The next slide. We are the most socially connected people in the history of the world. Right now, we are the most socially connected people in the history of the the world. And really, in this room, um, Gen Zers, if you're familiar with kind of the generational descriptions, college-age people are Gen Zers. Gen Zers, you are the most socially connected people in the history that this planet has ever seen. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. You are the most connected people that has ever lived. But the next point of data is we are statistically the loneliest people in the history of the world. Okay, so on one hand, we're the most connected people in the history of the world, but on the other hand, we're the loneliest people in the history of the world. Why is that? Well, if you kind of look at those last two data points, you might be able to, to come to the conclusion, well, maybe being socially connected, looking at a screen, is, is different than really looking into someone's eyes because a, cr- a screen memes they're fun, but they they don't really know you or feel what you're feeling they 're not really experiencing life with you here's another research. This is from uh, the Oxford academic group. Loneliness is associated. I know this is heavy stuff, but loneliness is heavy, and I just we want to be a community that moves towards these topics. Loneliness is associated with a risk of early death that's equivalent to smoking fifteen cigarettes a day. yikes. That's big. Loneliness is more lethal than obesity. This is, loneliness is a big topic. You might have thought like, okay, we're talking about loneliness. Okay, great. I, I know what that f- feels like. But this is a big deal. But there's a little bit of hope. Here's the next thing the Oxford academics said. They said that people connected to community were associated with a 50% reduced risk of death. Wow better than the gym you're like i don't need to go to the gym i got my people people connected to community are associated with a 50 percent reduced risk of early death that's why at cam we're like seriously considering the slogan for our community groups join in a community group or die (laughs) we're not we're not considering that but that'd be kind of i don't know we're not doing that but but loneliness is a real 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 big thing and honestly as a pastor I just want to speak real to you for a second. I know we just kind of jumped in the deep end. We just started. You're like, where's the funny, funny stories? This is serious. I talk to a lot of people a lot of times, college-age people, and they'll share with me, man, I'm lonely. And I get it. I've experienced loneliness in in ways that have been so difficult and so painful. And nine out of ten times when I talk to a college-age person, I'll say, okay, what does your community look like? Are you in a community group? Do you have a circle of friends? Do you have one or two people that you connect with? And nine out of ten times, it's well, no, because dot dot dot. Now, if that's you, I don't want you to feel judgment. That's not that's not what I'm trying to do. But I want to encourage you. If that's you and you're feeling loneliness, which is something that we all experience, join a community group. Here, here's some that we have. Um, Isaiah has one that meets on Monday nights. Lexi and Callie. Have one. There's the information. I have a co-ed co ed uh, college Bible study that meets here Thursdays at 8 30. Now, I'm not just trying to plug Cam and Blackhawk. There are a lot of really great churches, a lot of really great ministries out there. Plug into one that's Bible believing and healthy. Plug into one. And if for some reason, like a community group, isn't working for you, find your people. Find one or two people. Get connected. Turn towards people as a pastor. That's what I want for you. It's a challenge. And the invitation that I have for you, get connected, get plugged in, because we were created for that. We were created for community. All right. So loneliness is a real thing, but I kind of want to talk about the cause of it. Like why we all experience loneliness and how it happened. And like most cases, I want to go to the Bible, and I want to go to the beginning of the Bible, because this is kind of where it started. Here's a verse that a lot of us might be familiar with. It's, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Who is God? God, theologically speaking, is three in one. He's the Father, he's the Son, he's the Holy Spirit. Triune, that's what the theological phrase is. So within the character of God, you have community. God's very person, God's very being, the deity, is community and community out of community created someone us in his image to be community if you're a visual person i want to play with magnets for a while i love magnets this is the god magnet oh my gosh this is so cool it's god is shiny is it like blinding you i can kind of see it's blinding. there you go uh, oh okay uh <clears throat> this is the god magnet god is community and what god did is out of his image he created humanity he created adam this is what genesis says now what happens when you put two magnets together we all know what happens right it goes this is kind of a powerful magnet got a little pinchy there but god created adam and he created him in community see the reality is in in uh genesis we get this picture of god physically walking with humanity he wasn't distant he was with them physically emotionally spiritually humanity you me we were created to be in this tightly connected relationship with God but then God found out that humanity was alone still so what happened God created Eve Adam and Eve he created humanity to be in community with humanity God is the foundation, connected to God, connected to each other. This is the opposite of loneliness. This is godliness. This is what you and I were created for, this beautiful and wonderful connection. And that's how we lived. That's why we, we love watching shows and movies where there's like friendships and, and love and this connection. Because deep down inside, we're like, that's what I was created for. I want that. It's a reason. And God said, I love you. You're created out of love. Love me back. And then what happens in Genesis? We said, Ah, no thanks. See, instead of being connected to Him, we turned away from Him. And then what happened because of a result? That's what sin is. Ah, I'm going to turn away from humanity. We're at odds with each other. We become disconnected with God and disconnected with each other, loneliness. Have you ever played like with magnets before? I was a kid that would take magnets off of like our refrigerator and just kind of play with them. You know, they con- they like slam together on one way, and then when you pull them apart, and you're uh like, oh, it's like that force. You know, you're like uh, oh, Anyone smart? What's that name called? Anyone know? I don't know. I was just judging you. Nope. We have no. Okay. All right, great. We have music majors in here. So um, it just, there's a force that won't allow these magnets to connect. No matter what you do, it's like, nope, nope, it's not going to happen. And I love this illustration of magnets because it really reminds me of what happened in the Garden of Eden. You see, humanity was connected to God, but then humanity, what did they decide to do? Break that connection and turn away from God. And because of that, humanity was cast out of the presence of God. No longer connected. We experience disconnection, loneliness. Loneliness is evil personified because it's the opposite of what God's intention for you and me is. Now, if you experience. Loneliness, that's not to say you're evil. No, you're just living in a reality that God did not intend you to live in. Loneliness. We make the decision to turn away from God. And we experience what it's like to be alone. Here's the deal. We don't have to stay alone. You see, we can make the decision to turn towards God turn towards other people and in the time that I have left I want to talk about that I want to practically talk about what that can look like for us to turn towards God and others and I want to talk about what it look can look like to turn towards others so (coughs) I remember when I first moved to Madison so actually this is the third right October 3rd October 1st was my fifth year here which is kind of wild kind of crazy so I moved here from California and I moved here at this time And I was super pumped. And I was thinking in California, like, summer really starts the middle of January in California. So I thought, this is great. I'll take, like, a month to settle in, maybe a month and a half, and then I'll try to get some friends. Because I, like, cold moved here. I I had no friends, no community. I literally knew no one. And I moved here. And then November and December hit. I was by myself in my house. And I started to feel that ache, you know, that ache loneliness and I thought I gotta do something about it tried to go outside and I'm like I'm gonna die if I go outside I gotta bundle up I don't know what to do and so I I remembered thinking okay I gotta be intentional and I gotta turn towards someone I was in this room at Sunday service downtown and afterwards there was this guy that I talked to and I'm like wow you seem like a really cool guy like I was kind of vibing with him and I thought like man I kind of want this guy to be my friend and so um I talked to him I'm like hey man do you want to hang out and he's like, honestly, I'm so slammed. I'm busy. Like, I have no time to be social. You seem like a cool guy. But hey, if you really want to hang out, why don't you join, like, this intramural basketball league that I kind of do. We go to an elementary school. It's like 20 of us. We shoot hoops on Monday nights. And I thought, oh, yeah, totally, man. I'm there. I was desperate, people. I wanted community. And here's a little inside information about me. I hate basketball. <laughs> You might be a basketball fan, that's awesome. I love it. I love that for you. I am not. And it stems from me not knowing how to play and actually being terrible. I'm a kind of an athletic person, but when it comes to basketball, it's like I can't, I literally can't do it. So I remember the first time, I'm like, I gotta make a friend, gotta make a friend. I'm bundling up, I like squeeze into my car, I get out of my car, I like, take off my 10 California coats that I'm wearing and I don't know if you've played intramural basketball there's different kind of rules for how you figure out who's on what team I just wish there was an organized person that had a clipboard that already did like the work beforehand and said you're on this team you're on this team but no they give you a basketball you stand at the free throw and you if you make a like a hoop I don't even even know if you make a hoop yeah basketball players are like I'm gone this guy doesn't know me. So you make a shot, a basket, whatever, and then you go to this side, and then you make another basket, and you go to the other side, and that's your team. Every week, I would, everyone would be on the team, and I'd shoot it, and it wouldn't go in, and I'd be like, I, talk about being a prayer warrior. I have never prayed that hard in my life. I'm like, Jesus, you got to pull through right now. I'm just going to throw it up in the air, and I just pray in the name of Jesus that it goes into the net. Right now, I want to see a miracle. You turn water into wine, and I shoot it, and it, like, goes the wrong way. I even tried my signature move, the granny. That didn't work. And then finally, they're like, dude, you're embarrassing us. Get over here. I'm like, okay. This lasted for four months. Guys, every week I showed up, I literally hated it. But I became friends with him. I would use that time to talk with him. He wasn't the best, probably 50 times better than me, so he was kind of one of the worst players. <coughs> but we would talk. We would talk. And we, became, we began to hang out outside of basketball. We'd grab coffee, become friends, and we would hang out a lot. He became one of my closest friends, community. And then he's like, man, do you want to sign up for spring basketball? I said, no, I got what I need. Like, I'm done. (laughs) I got it. I don't want to relive that. We became friends. You see, here's the reality. Just because you're alone, just because you're alone doesn't mean that you have to stay alone. Just because you are alone, it does not mean that you have to stay alone because you can make the decision, we can make the decision to turn towards someone. Even if it can be difficult, even if it can be hard, even if it's plain, Basketball, (laughs) you can turn towards people. But here's the reality sometimes we can turn towards people, we can have friendships, have those close relationships. You can have your people, but you can still feel that ache. You can be surrounded by your best friends, but if you're real with yourself, you can still feel that ache because the ache of loneliness goes deeper than just our relationship with people. There's this guy, he's a king, the most famous king in the Bible, called David. He was a man after God's heart. He loved God, he had his people. He was the king, talk about community. Like, he paid people to be his friends. Like, he had his people, and he wrote a lot of what we call the Psalms in the Old Testament, which are prayer or worship songs. So this godly man who has all these friends, this is what he writes. He says this, how long, Lord, was lonely david loved people he loved god but he felt lonely when it came to his relationship with god surrounded by people this ache of loneliness you can feel it when you read those words you can feel that ache because the life and the connection that he had with god that he expected was not what he was experiencing. And you might be reading this, and you might be thinking, I get it. You see, there are times when I go to God. There are times when I come to camp, when I come to church, when I go to community, when I pray, when I read my Bible, when I go on a walk, and I'm pouring my heart out to God. I want to experience him, and it feels like nothing. Are you really there? How long? doing everything that you want me to do, and I feel alone. What's going on, God? Where are you? You said that you would be here, and I'm not experiencing you. And if that's you, I get it. It happens to me all the time. I'm a professional Christian. That still happens to me. Because when we were in the garden, we would made the decision to turn away from God we made the decision to be alone, and we can still feel the repercussions of that. We said, see ya. I'm gone. We were connected. Peace out. But you see, God did something. We turned away from God, but God set something into motion turn towards us you see this is the reality we see this in the new testament after genesis after the old testament god sent his son jesus he came down he lived like us he looked like us he was one of us he saw that we were separated from god and he wanted to do something about it and if you think well he's god i get it listen jesus experienced loneliness you see jesus his family, he felt loneliness when it comes to his family. He felt loneliness when it came to the people he came to save. And he felt lonely when it came to his disciples, his closest people. In fact, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, the night that Jesus it was going to be his last, he was about to die on the cross. Talk about a lonely night. Knowing that you're going to die, he took some of his closest disciples and said, I want to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. And I'm going to pray to God because I'm about to experience something that is so hard and so lonely. And I need my people. I need my community. Pray with me. I'm going to go over here. You stay here. Pray. Jesus would pray. He would pray and he'd come back to his people. They were asleep. He's like, what are you doing? Wake up. I need you. Like, I need connection and community. Pray with me. Jesus went and prayed. Came back. They fell asleep again. He prayed. They fell asleep again three times on the loneliest night that Jesus ever experienced. The people closest to him turned away from him. We turned away from God in the Garden of Eden. We turned away from God in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus experienced loneliness. God doesn't know what it's like to be lonely. Really? In that loneliness, he was betrayed. And then he was marched to a cross. Jesus was nailed to a cross what a lonely way to die in that time And the bible says this when jesus was nailed to the cross this is what it says about three in the afternoon jesus cried in a loud voice eli eli lema which means my god my god why have you forsaken me if there was a bottom to what loneliness feels like jesus was experiencing it right now because at that moment All of our sins from turning away from God, all of our sins from not listening to God was placed on Jesus. And because God cannot be where sin is, God turned from Jesus. Jesus hung on a lonely cross and paid the price for us so that we can be alive so that we can experience connection in him. Jesus became lonely so that you don't ultimately have to. He did that for you. Loneliness. Here's the reality. There are so many times we can go to community and we can go to Jesus right now and experience loneliness. It's true. Because Jesus, it says in the Bible, he's going to come back someday. And he's going to make that connection complete. And until that, we're encouraged to move towards God. I don't feel him when I pray. It doesn't matter if you feel him or not. God's not a feeling. He's a person. Don't go by your feelings. Go by truth. truth will, feelings will follow truth. It's not the other way around. Truth rarely follows feelings. Follow him. If you don't feel that he's there, know that he's there. Keep pressing in. Keep pressing in. Know that he's with you. Keep turning towards other people. This is how we were created to live. With God as our foundation, being connected with him. And in that relationship, connecting with other people. If you want to know the answer to loneliness, it's right here. This is it. But until Jesus fully comes again, when we feel that ache, know that you're not alone. Jesus paid the price. He became lonely so that you don't have to, but he rose again, and he is with you. His Holy Spirit is inside of you if you made the decision to follow him. So as I close, I just want to say that no matter where you're at, no matter what this Fall and winter could bring, because honestly, it's going to get cold. It's 80 degrees right now, which is wild, but it's not going to stay that way. It's going to get dark. It's going to get hard. Know that that is not the end. This is what you're created for. Press into community. Press into Jesus. Turn towards others and turn towards Him. He's with you. So let's pray. So, Jesus. Man, sometimes giving a message on loneliness when it's 85 degrees outside and sunny just kind of seems like, what are we doing? But the reality is loneliness is real. It's serious. And it's serious because it's the opposite of what you intended. It's the opposite of what you created us to live in. So I pray that this community can be a community where we turn towards you, Jesus. That it's not feeling-based. It's not experience-based, but it's truth-based in the reality that you are with us. And God, I pray that this can be a community where we turn towards others, where we can be people who are searching for other people to say, hey, you have a friend in camp. You have a place. You belong. You're loved. God, I pray for those of us those people who are here right now that might be resonating with this idea and this truth of loneliness that that they can experience connection from others, but from you. I pray that you lead us, Jesus. I pray that during this next song we can be aware of you. Again, not the feeling of you, but the truth of you. We love you, Jesus. Thank you that you came down us and you made a way for us to be with you.